Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast presented by the Denver Post. This is sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran outside the Broncos team facility in Dove Valley bringing you a packed show ahead of the Labor Day weekend and of course Broncos season opener September 12th in the Meadowlands. So talking the surprises on the 53-man roster released on Tuesday, Wednesday's moves, couple transactions there and then what the Broncos are doing this week and injury concerns heading into week one so let's start off with that 53 man what was the biggest surprise to you was it maybe on the offensive line yeah, I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you one each one offense one defense and and this is we're talking about the initial 53 we'll get to Wednesday's moves here in a second offensively I thought they need to keep Austin Schlopman to be their backup center I mean I'm told that you know if he, he's back on the practice squad if they need a center uh, in midweek to start a game, he would probably be their guy. Um, they kept one fewer offensive lineman than I projected, which is which was Austin. Then on defense, it's it's uh, Andre Mincy is the rookie outside linebacker. They kept an extra outside backer, one more than I thought, so he's number five. You know that means he may not be active right away if he gets to week one without any more roster moves. But you know, he's a guy that you asked uh, Vic Fangio about um, uh, before practice on Wednesday. Yeah, he likes his athleticism and he likes that he likes to hit people. Uh, Andre, a physical player, and like you said, somewhat of a surprise to make that roster. But extending the Broncos' streak, 17 out of the last 18 seasons, they've had an undrafted college yeah. free agent make the initial 53 man some notables on that list I don't know if we'll become a Chris Harris jr. but uh, good for Andre yeah and you know what an opportunity for him to be in that meeting room with Von Miller Bradley Chubb even if he is not playing on Sundays and one thing George Payton the GM said on Tuesday was they liked his uh, ability to run fast down the field and deliver a pop on special teams and you know I guess that's my other surprise is just the emphasis on special teams we sort of knew during the month of August that they were struggling but I didn't expect to hear it so outwardly from Vic Fangio and George Payton basically they said they stunk on special teams so they and and uh, you know, I think that impacted the moves they made on Wednesday DenverPost.com slash Broncos for complete analysis on that initial 53-man roster and much much more again that's Ryan O'Halloran this is Kyle Newman out here in Dove Valley following availability with coach Vic Fangio and ahead of practice and some moves here today Wednesday and not good news for Royce Freeman yeah third round pick in 18 you remember he started that that season uh at running back and it wasn't Philip Lindsay you know Royce got hurt uh, had a sprained ankle in that Thursday night win against Arizona and that was pretty much for it for him as a starter he was very good on third down but you know they signed Melvin Gordon, they leaned on Philip Lindsay, and then they they drafted Javante Williams and signed Mike Boone. So he just slid further and further down the depth chart, and he was waived. And you know Vic Fangio expects him to uh, you know get get you know get claimed, and we'll see uh, we'll see if that happens. But um, I think he can help a team, but uh, they feel like just I think with this offensive system they feel good about the guys they had. And then Broncos uh, losing a couple of guys they had waived two waivers and. One of those guys was Trey Marshall, safety, who was a bubble candidate. He goes over to the Chargers, where Brandon Staley, Ronaldo Hill were uh, ex-Broncos coaches, and he'll reunite, reunite with them there. I mean, if you're Trey Marshall, you probably thought one team was going to claim you because he got hurt on the first play of the preseason, covering a kick that was a touchback, had not practiced since. He obviously was healthy enough to be put on waivers, so a good deal for Trey. And then Adam Prentice, the fullback, he got claimed by New Orleans. As for in-house, um, 
Mike Ford, a corner from Detroit, had over 350 snaps of special teams experience. And then Nate McCrary is a rookie running back. He uh, is from Saginaw Valley State. He was in camp with the Ravens. So, you know, I think McCrary may be that emergency tailback until Mike Boone is healthy, and that'll be a minimum of three games. And then Ford uh, will probably take, you know, Michael Ujumudie is going to IR, so he'll take a corner spot. And uh, I think he'll be active over Kerry Vincent because of that special teams value. First Norwich podcast, that's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. So here on Wednesday, another practice here for the Broncos this week. They'll also practice Thursday before being off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, what do the Broncos need to accomplish this week? And, you know, heading into this, this next week, obviously the game week for the Giants. I think there's a couple of things. I mean, we're speaking Wednesday afternoon before practice, and Vic said they were going to go hard on Wednesday and have a pretty good pace on Thursday, which was what coaches tend to do. And maybe even some running, he said. Yeah, I know that I know that guy Kyle Newman's uh, day made because you've been calling for gassers and running up the hill and people throwing up. And well, hey, if, if in the last preseason game, you're, say your starting D looked a little tired on the third series, yeah, maybe some gassers yeah. would be appropriate. So, and, and I, think the, I think I made this point after the game, and Vic made it today, is there's less bodies out there, so they're going to, you know, less time between reps, they're going to get more reps, so that'll help your conditioning, but he also did throw out there that they may run a little bit, so yeah, conditioning is part of it. Obviously, we don't want any new injuries, but and let's face it, you know, let's start, you know, they're thinking about the Giants. I mean, they're looking at the film, so I'm sure they'll maybe start doing a little bit of that and then really hit the game plan uh, when the regular week starts. And, you know, on the injury front, like Noah Fanton's really the only guy right now. He has that leg injury. He's wearing a sleeve on it. To me, that yells calf injury. And he's out here been doing some some individual stuff after practice. But, you know, people, yeah, I've got a couple emails from readers and tweets. Hey, when is it time to be concerned about Noah Fant? Well, next Tuesday, next Monday or Tuesday, whatever their first practice is next week, if he's not out there, then it's a concern. Vic Fangio maintains that Fant will be ready for the uh, Giants game. Need to get him back out in the field or else it's going to be Albert O time, obviously. And Eric Sauber, who has been, from what the coaches say, a very nice addition to the special teams. But can he replicate the Fant-Albert O combo in the passing game? That's yet to be seen. Well, and Eric Sauber has surprised me. As a receiver, I mean, he had yeah, that, he's looked good. He had that nice catch against Minnesota where he had some yak on a throw from Teddy. He had that nice catch against Seattle on another throw, a corner route from Teddy. So, I mean, you, you look at the surprises at camp. Uh, he's one of them. You sort of knew his reputation was blocking, but Tom McMahon canonized him because he didn't expect him to be a core special teamer, but he is for a big guy. So, I think they feel pretty good at tight end, um, assuming Fant is available because I think Albert O playing against the Rams was important. He just got to st- try uh, stop trying to leap guys who are standing. And uh, that didn't work so well for him. But another guy, and, and I asked Vic about this on Wednesday, you know, after the game he said, hey, I didn't really have a great look at Cortland Sutton. So I followed up today. And he, he was a lot more optimistic than I thought. I mean, also a lot more honest, Vic was, in terms of you could tell – He's a little tentative during these camp practices, which, which which confirms what we saw. But I think going through the game and that in that one catch he had, 19-yarder, ran straight down the seam, planted that surgically prepared knee into the ground, and then went out, caught the ball. That's a play Vic talked about, and hey, you know that looked like the Cortland Sutton who made the Pro Bowl uh, two years ago. And a couple other injury concerns just heading into the season. Obviously, these are known injuries. Michael Ojemudie. 
with that hamstring injury and Mike Boone with the quad and George Payton said both those guys go on short-term IR well hopeful Boone will be back you know week four and you know the for the listeners with the with the uh, eligible return off IR it's an unlimited number it used to be one guy then it used to be two guys now as long as you're on that initial 53 you can put 15 guys on there and all be back so that helps your roster construction COVID inspired change yeah and they said let's just stick with it and I think um, you know the the key rule is you have to miss a minimum of three games so it's got to be a somewhat significant injury like a big hamstring pull like Oldry Moutier or a quad like Boone so the earliest we'll see Mike and Michael would be week four against Baltimore but they don't have to come back then they can still give them an extra week or two to get to get their conditioning up before the games. First in Orange Podcast, that's Ryan O'Haller, and this is Kyle Newman. Be sure to head online to denverpost.com slash broncos for continued coverage of the team and before we close the show one more. Well, let's talk about note. Shelby Harris a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, far be it for me to use profanity on the First and Orange podcast, but as he said, quote, we've sucked in September, end quote. And Shelby's right, as usual. 0-1-4 last year, 0-1-3 this year. Or excuse me, last 0-1-4 two years ago, 0-1-3 last year. I'll get it right. And when I think what you saw from Shelby at the podium on Wednesday was, you know, the guys are fed up. I mean, they know how important these first couple of games are. They should be favored to win the first three against the Giants, Jaguars, and Jets. And yeah, I don't know about you, but you know, I sense a little bit. I feel like the temperature has been turned up a little bit this week because they know the real stuff's coming up. And I think it was also awesome that he talked about the the nickname for the D line group, and someone had floated the Expendables. Yeah, he wasn't into that. He said some dogs. That's what yeah, he wants yeah. to be. And he, yeah, that was too was too soft and too replaceable of a name for him. Well, the Expendables means you are can be cut at any time I, I mean maybe uh i mean i remember when i covered washington their offensive linemen they called themselves the dirtbags and you know i've heard guys being called cast offs but yeah hey for this defensive line if they're healthy how about instead of expendables dependables first an orange podcast an adult diaper is it adult diaper or baby diaper it's adult diaper oh, depends depends yeah depends the dependables First Norwich Podcast, that's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Noon. Appreciate you listening in to the show. Be sure to head to denverpost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage. And, of course, we'll be back next week with another show. Until next time, folks, take it easy.